Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Not So Fair But Lovely. Today we're super excited to have a rock star in the house with us who's going to be a regular guest on the podcast. I want to take you back to 13 years ago when I met this amazing woman who's now a very big part of my daily life. It's really hard to know where to start and how to introduce her, other than that to say she's a Bollywood stunt woman and kicks ass on many, many levels. But I'm going to let this amazing person introduce herself and so you can get to know her and to understand what she's going to bring to the podcast for all of you. Hi, Sonoba. Welcome. Hi, Ramona. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Super excited. So obviously, we go way back and uh, you were my personal trainer and took a lot of joy in kicking my ass on many occasions, as we know. Best part, I was also paid for it. Very true, very true. So just let you know, you're not being paid for this podcast uh, <laughs> until I start making some money. But you could tell everyone a little bit about yourself, about your background, where you started off in life and how you find yourself today as being one of the most well-known Bollywood stunt artists. Well, I started my life as a stunt woman and I started performing stunts from the age of 15. And since then, there was no turning back. I really enjoyed every ounce of being on the film set, be it from seeing the lightings to doing my stunts to performing, all of it. I love the whole idea of it. How does one get into this? Like, you don't wake up one morning and say, I want to be a stunt artist. Like, how do you actually get into this industry? Well, fitness plays a major role for being a stunt artist. You, I was a black belt in karate by the age of 12 okay. when I actually started my ads and stuff like that. And I was selected via an audition for Aishwarya Rai at the age of 12. Wow. Because my height and body really matched with her. It was a win-win situation for all and I could do a couple of flips and I was not afraid of the height and stuff like that. So gymnastics Amazing. and karate being a black belt in karate. So that again started with my parents having an open mind mm-hmm. of putting me in martial art classes whilst I was very young in school. Fantastic. So because they did that and I had that background is where I got selected for that audition. Mm-hmm. And that audition changed my life because it opened a plethora of options for me into making me realize what my skills are mm-hmm. and how fitness is an integral part of my daily routine. It became an unconscious part of my life. And the day I really needed it the most whilst I was performing my stunt, bam, it was right there. I didn't have to kind of uh, prep myself for it. I was already there. Fantastic. And obviously, over the years, you must have done a lot of other study and other courses. And uh, tell me, like, you know, where you find yourself today. Tell me what has been the most rewarding part of uh, the work that you do. Well, from stunts as I grew... I also wanted to understand fitness even deeper Mm -hmm. because it played a major role in my safety and it played a major role in my performance. So that is where I educated myself and I became an exercise physiologist and a nutritionist from ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine. Mm -hmm. And that is where I completed my degree. I understood fitness because that was something that apart from doing stunts, I couldn't Mm. see myself doing anything else. But if I had to think, what would I do apart from doing stunts? It would be fitness. Because that played a major role in my life. So that is where I got further educated in it. I educated myself Mm -hmm. deeply in it so that I could understand and help myself better. And as I completed it, I started training people. I think you were one of the first uh, people also that I I started training. I mean, I don't even know how we connected, but I just remember that you were the first person... I felt comfortable with. Yes. And, you know, I love the fact that you had a holistic approach to fitness. And it wasn't just about working out. It was actually about, you know, nurturing your body from the inside and the outside and 
combining that with you know eating right at the at, you know at, at the right food absolutely um, and that's one thing that obviously we connected on a lot and over the years I've introduced you to I think every member of my family yes and everyone at some point has worked out with you and I want to understand look you know obviously the reason I've got you on here is because you're so experienced and I feel that there's a lot of things that you have taught me over the years um, that I have brought into my daily life, whether it's a simple thing as getting up and drinking warm water or, you know, how to start my day. Um, and I just want to understand, like for you personally, what are your non-negotiables? Like what do you do on a daily basis that, you know, have really become a part of who you are? And tell me a couple of things, you know, whether it's uh, how you start your day or how you finish your day. Just give me a little rundown. So breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, a non-negotiable option for me. Yeah. It's just not an option to negotiate on my breakfast. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing I take it very seriously. And post that, the second thing that I would take very seriously, no matter which part of the world I am, mm. I've kind of traveled half the world and I know how shoots are. And when you're traveling and you're so, you know, sometimes you're on vacation or sometimes you're traveling for work. Absolutely. But irrespective of whatever it is, your body should not kind of be put off or be on a back burner. Mm. It shouldn't be. So for me, the second golden rule apart from having breakfast and good breakfast, easy, quick, good breakfast. Mm -hmm. And second golden rule would be workout, a 10 minute workout that I dedicate mm. to myself. So for me, it is not about what time of the day I work out. Yeah. It is about having those 10 minutes to work out. So yeah. be it, let's say if I finish a shoot and I'm home at 11 p.m., before having headed to a shower, I will have my 10-minute workout wow. and then head for the shower, knock off to the bed. Yeah, fantastic. Because I think here on the podcast, we're going to be reaching an audience that obviously lives outside of India. And as you know, being someone who's traveled, uh, the lifestyle, the um, culture, the culture, so many different cultures. Absolutely. There's so many different, I guess. Ethnicities, um, the way your body, the way food Mm. Kind of, you know, uh, functions with uh, each ethnicity and each group of people Absolutely. is very different. So if you're physically Indian, let's say if you're Indian mm. versus any other ethnicity. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we really want to dive into over this podcast series and to look at fitness, look at, um, you know, mental health, look at the role that, you know, nutrition plays in our daily lives, but through an Indian lens. I think when I look back at a lot of things that I guess previous generations or my grandmother might have done and growing up as kids, we were exposed to that, but we never really questioned it. Like, why do you eat badam in the morning and why do you start your day in a particular way? And I think obviously living outside of India, a little bit more time poor, there's a lot of more pressures on our time there to be able to manage all the various areas of our life. But I think what I would love to bring uh, through your eyes is how can we incorporate some of these practices, whether it be yoga, breathing, things that can really help us in our daily lives, but make them practical and realistic so that it's not something that we have to really, you know, carve out hours for to go into deep meditation, but we can do a simple breathing exercise that might benefit us every day for like five minutes. I think that kind of stuff, do you think that's achievable? Yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, as I said, since my golden rule is the 10-minute workout, mm. uh, somebody's golden rule can just be five minutes of breath work and five minutes of yoga. Yeah, fantastic. Because so, I think the Western world has embraced yoga uh, in such a way. But what I feel is that, you know, I actually grew up, my dad would make us do yoga in the morning and I, I didn't know what it was then. I was just thinking my dad's torturing me. But I remember at six o'clock in the morning, he'd make us, you know, with our eyes half closed, we'd be doing the bridge and all sort of poses. And I remember cursing him thinking, I just want to lie in bed. 
And he never told me why I was doing it, other than that I just had to do it. So I would love to be able to bring some of those practices to, you know, a variety of people or a variety of ages and for them to really understand the benefit in keeping ourselves active and our bodies moving. I mean, in India, I think the lifestyle is a little bit more sedentary to overseas. You don't have a choice. You have to go and get your groceries and do daily routines that make you more active. But I think with the technology and, as you would know, more and more so kids are getting less active. And I think it's really important that we bring that to um, a variety of people. Absolutely. In fact, the first step to this is awareness. Mm -hmm. People need to understand how a simple five-minute breath work can help them. They need to understand that. So first key is awareness and what you're doing via this podcast is one of the best things. Let's raise some awareness Absolutely. towards understanding each factor because only if you understand it is where it becomes more sustainable and you would want to dedicate your time to it. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming here today and just for chatting us through some of the amazing topics we're going to be diving into. I'm super excited to kind of explore all this work with you and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Looking forward. Thanks, Anoba. Welcome. See you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode of Not So Fair But Lovely.